1: As we welcome Tim to the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, Tim, we started off the show talking about hobbies because my friend and yours, Dave Josephson, is making maple syrup. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. He pops the trees and makes his own maple syrup, and there's not a lot of people doing that anymore. Uh, When it comes to hobbies, do you have a a variety of hobbies, or do you have hobbies?
2: I certainly do, and I think you're aware of it because you subscribe to my YouTube channel where I do unboxing and reviews of action figures. Yes. I'm a big movie action figure guy, a collectible sort of guy. I love that sort of stuff. I look at them as tiny affordable works of art. Yeah. Because it is pretty incredible some of the work that some uh, of these artisans do. So yes indeed, I do have that and I think it probably all started when I was a kid and I got started getting Star Wars action figures. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I love it. I, I I think it's so much fun, and people look at me like I'm infantile. But eh, so what? <laughs> you guys got to have a hobby. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, yeah, do you, yeah do you You, gotta, do you really got to to take away from yes. either the doldrums or the madness yes. of life.
1: Uh, now, is it a financial benefit to you, or is it more just collectibles and that?
2: It's just collectible. Yeah. I I just love having this stuff around. I have way too much of it. Your most. You know, uh, I mean, what what is your most?
1: I've, what is your most prized action figure?
2: Ooh, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking in terms of value, I don't know. I mean, there is one of Ian McKellen as Magneto from X-Men 2, mm-hmm. probably one of the best-looking action figures in terms of the resemblance huh. that I've ever seen. Yeah. So I love that, and I also have, they're almost like full-to-scale uh, figures of the two main characters from Tim Burton's Corpse, uh, corpse Bride. Okay. And that's a stop motion animated film, so they really look like they stepped off the screen. And I have both of them in a wow. case. So yeah, those are pretty cool too. But oh yeah, I love. There's there's a lot of classic monster action figures produced, and I have a ton of those. And so yeah, it 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 varies. That or Star Wars or you know the Mandalorian figures. Yeah, you know, I, I just have a ton of them. So very,
1: very cool, very cool.
2: What about yours? What's your hobby?
1: Uh underwater basket weaving. I uh, like you, you know. And the, you know <laughs> I Honestly, I do, like, I play the guitar a little bit. I, is that a hobby? I guess. Um, um, what uh, Like, deer hunting to me is almost like a hobby now.
2: Hunting yeah, and fishing. Yeah, sure. Sure, uh, so, we all have our yeah, thing, you gotta know? got to have it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, in the theaters right now, Madame Webb, starring Dakota Johnson. Let's hear a little bit of that.
2: A week ago, I spent my life racing against time. I'm going to help you out today, okay? Trying to save people who are running out of it. Catchy! Until one moment everything come on (laughs) welcome back to the land that we're living I don't understand what's happening I've been having visions I knew he was gonna die I think I'm seeing
1: the future. Cassandra Webb is a New York City paramedic who starts to show signs of clairvoyance. Forced to confront revelations about her past, she must protect three young women from a mysterious adversary who wants them dead. How was this movie,
2: Tim? You know, Uh-oh. the superhero <laughs> genre. <laughs> when you get the, you know, you know, oh. you can just tell with the tone of my voice. Yeah, it's superhero stuff again. And you know, look, the, when when the MCU suffers, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Disney owns, I mean, that's that's not good. And 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 Sony, you know, they they reached an agreement so Spider Man could be in the MCU, but they still have. I guess you could say ancillary characters that, you know, they're trying to make into franchise material. They did it with Venom, which the first movie is pretty good. I mean, Tom Hardy's a great actor. Second movie, though, was terrible. And then they did a movie with uh, Jared Leto called Morbius, and that was a dud. And this one is kind of on par with Morbius. It's just, it's dull and uninspiring. And, And certainly, you know, what I've realized, I've been telling a lot of people this, you know, when you're finishing up a series like Griselda or you're watching a series like Capote versus the Swans, mm-hmm. where the acting is so stellar, you just realize that, boy, this acting in, in Madam Webb is really just flat. Yeah. And, they, and they almost seem like they're bored or something. It's too bad. I think Dakota Johnson can act. And, again, she is this, this woman who she inherited the powers, I guess, of of a spider because her mother was a researcher in the Amazon, um, she was bit by the spider just before uh, she gave birth to Dakota's character, and so she only earned she only. Um, inherited some of the aspects of a spider. I never knew spiders had the power of clairvoyance, personally, <laughs> which, again, is like one of those giant plot holes that's never fully explained. Yeah. Um, but there is a nemesis, of course, who is the research partner of this woman, and he, he was bitten directly by the spider, and so he can do all the stuff Spider-Man can do, like climb walls and, and all that sort of stuff. So you, you explained it in the, in the little uh, plot tease there. Uh, there's three women that have the power to take this guy down, and Dakota Johnson's character is the one to protect them. So, it's it's disappointing. Yeah. You know, it's just disappointing, and you really hope that. And superhero fatigue is real. I think yeah. the studios know that. The only big Marvel movie coming out this, the only Marvel movie coming out this year is Deadpool and Mar- uh, Wolverine mm-hmm. in July. So, if that doesn't save it, Adam, I don't know what will. But this is not the movie to uh, revive the superhero genre. You know,
1: it's not, a, at least in my opinion, it's not a bad thing that we've got superhero fatigue. We can we can park some superhero movies for a few years, I think. I
2: think. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, and, and, and I know people are slamming the movie and is it bad? Yeah. I hate to call a movie bad because there's a lot of work that goes into it, but uh, it's not laughably bad. You know, it's not like a Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. deal where they'll be making fun of it. It's just... If people, you can just can tell, at least with the performers, their hearts don't feel like they're into it, you know, and and you can just sense that sort of thing, especially when you see series as great or acting as great as Capote versus the Swans or Griselda, where it's just it's electric. You feel it. It feels real. And uh, so, yeah, I, I obviously didn't get that feeling here.
1: Uh, browsing Netflix the other day, I saw uh, a teaser for this, and it uh, piqued my interest on Netflix. It's called Lover, Stalker, Killer. Debuted at number one on the Netflix movie chart. Let's hear a little. Of
0: I hopped back online. That's when Liz came into my life. She was very smiley,
1: energetic. She liked motorcycles. I had a motorcycle. I was a match made in heaven. And then one morning, I get a text from Carrie Farmer. It was a total shock the messages started slowly but it ramped up
0: the implication was if i can't have you nobody will i was on the road to having a mental breakdown i thought i'd seen it all i hadn't seen anything like this
1: Ooh, wow, this is like Fatal Attraction, but real.
2: Fatal Attraction on steroids. Yeah. And you know, you think, okay, well, we all know how that Fatal Attraction goes. I mean it. I mean, yeah, there's. It, it's a great movie, but there's not these twists and turns that are are so good that uh, where, where life is stranger than fiction. I mean, it, that, that's the sort of thing that's going on here. You you think you're going to get a Fatal Attraction story? And it takes such of a turn uh-huh. that that you don't see coming. And and it's hard to talk about a movie like this because... Without,
1: sp- without spilling the beans.
2: Without spilling the beans, so I'll be very careful. But, yeah, so there's this auto mechanic, Dave Krupa, his name is, from Iowa. He's, By the way, that's
1: a great name for an auto mechanic,
2: Dave and Krupa. Dave Krupa. Yeah. There, go see Dave. Um, and, and so he, he works as this auto mechanic. Um, he separates from his partner who he has kids with. He meets this woman named Liz on an online dating site where he re- relocated to in Nebraska. But a couple weeks later, you know, and he told Liz, he says, I want this to be no strings attached. So he meets and hits it off with this other woman, Carrie. And that, after a couple weeks, it's like no strings attached. But then he gets this weird text that says, y- You know, I, well, let's move in together. He says, Well, no, no, wait a second. This wasn't supposed to be serious. And then the mood turns and then this guy's life descends into hell because all of a sudden this person is sending all these threatening texts, not only directed towards him, but towards Liz, towards his former partner and her children. And then you get these detectives digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the case. And it takes some spins that, again, I don't think Hollywood is smart enough to make up. (laughs) I honestly, God, I mean, you know, this, and now you know that this is, it's either coming to Lifetime or something. Somebody's going to hop on this story and make it a movie because it is so, it's so mind-blowing. This might be the best Netflix documentary, true, true crime documentary since making a murderer. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's only an hour and a half long. The other, all this other stuff that they show are miniseries. It's amazing how this director uh, compacts this stuff. Sam Hopkinson is his name, and he has mounds of facts and evidence to explain the events of the story, and he does it in the hour and a half time frame. It's incredible. It's really great storytelling. And just nerve-wracking, nail-biting oh. for the whole 90 minutes. Well,
1: Jen and I are kid-free this weekend. We will be watching this because we just got a text, too, on our text line. OMG, Adam, must watch. Lover, stalker,
2: killer. That, yeah, and thanks to whoever texted in because it, it only affirms Tim's not over-hyping this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can't wait uh, that yeah, we'll watch yeah. it this weekend. All right, and start Capote versus the Swan, yes, or Griselda too. You got to see those again. The acting is stellar yeah. in
1: that. Uh, that absolutely, that's right up my alley and my wife's alley. We we will love that. You uh, mentioned this. I see this. Ridley Scott, a biopic about the Bee Gees. Is this happening?
2: This is happening. I cannot wait. I love music biopics. Okay. <laughs> How about that hey, yeah. falsetto, huh? Oh, I'm glad that you tried it first. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up for the role,
1: Ridley. I'm. Uh, I could be uh, Barry Gibb.
2: Well, you can tell by the way I <laughs> use my walk. I'm a woman's bear. No time to talk. <laughs> How is
1: it? Very can I have good. and recording? Well, it's about a six and a half. I'll give you.
2: <laughs> you and I together, there brother. We
1: go. At the State Fair this year, Tim, we'll come out with the really? Bee Gees we outfits. we staying yes.
2: alive on the WCCO porch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott is a great filmmaker. Some of them hit, some of them don't. I mean, Napoleon didn't quite get the audience. But I love the fact that this guy is trying different things. I mean, you know, it, it, it's they're, they're not afraid. They're undaunted by these sorts of things. And you know, is it going to be a musical? No, but there's going to be a lot of music in it. It's going to tell a wonderful story of this terrific act. My big question will be who will be cast as? They're right. going to have to have a great falsetto, <laughs> right? Um, but it's you know maybe the, who's it? Uh, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy and Fallon and, like like and uh, Justin Timberlake, yeah, the Barry Gibb <laughs> talk show. <laughs> yes. So I love it. I love I love these stories of these musicians we've you know gotten them with uh freddie mercury and queen uh elton john was more of a musical fantasy but i love that sort of stuff so i'm really really looking forward to this excellent
1: uh have a great weekend thank you for again uh, the recommendation that we want to give you lover stalker killer on netflix tim says run don't walk and you will enjoy it thoroughly
2: or enjoy it or, or and, it'll and scare and the hell it- out of you right and after this call, I'm booking some studio yes. time for you and I to do a ah! cover band.
1: <laughs> I'll start, All right, Adam, I'll start growing weekend. my chest hair out here as we speak and there put the go. medallion on. Thanks, Tim. All right. See you. Have a good weekend. Tim Lammers, uh, his reviews brought to us by Bradshaw and Brian, personal injury attorneys seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at com and read more from Tim at directconversations.com.